Mark Cuban. Going against the norm and, and looking for people who had great ideas is, is really what I look for as opposed to individuals mentoring me. David Stern. Thank you. Those are very kind and generous words. I greatly appreciate them, and thanks for having me on. Jeannie Buss. Thank you for having me. What a nice turnout. It's good to see everybody. Chris Everett. It was very interesting. You asked great questions, so thank you very much, Brian. Damian Lillard. That was for Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> Maria Taylor. Oh, thanks, Brian. I appreciate it. And your preparation shows to you. Tim Howard. Well, I appreciate you saying I look forward to catching up with you again soon. Just to name a few. Welcome to Sports Business Radio. Now, here's Brian Berger. Well, thanks for joining us on this edition of Sports Business Radio. Super insightful show for you lined up today. You're going to have many takeaways that are going to help you when you work from home, when you're living at home during this period of time in our lives. Mike Finley, the CEO of Boingo. They are proud sponsors of the Sports Business Radio Roadshow. Boingo provides connectivity to some of the biggest sports venues and airports in the world. But today, Mike is going to give us some tips on managing your connectivity while you're working from home. Lots of us are working from home. We're doing Zoom calls. Uh, we have kids living with us. They're studying or taking online courses. They're streaming video. How do we manage our network at home? Mike Finley, the CEO of Boingo, is going to help us with that. Then my longtime friend, Monica Spolstra-Metz, she's a certified health coach and healthy cooking expert, former sports marketing executive. We worked together at the Portland Trailblazers many years ago. We've known each other a long time. And if you think the name is familiar, yes, Monica is the sister of Miami Heat head coach Eric Spolstra. Monica is going to offer some great tips on how to manage stress, how to eat healthy during this unique time in our world's history. And last but not least, my 15-year-old daughter, Sophia, is going to join me for a segment. We'll take you inside of the Burger household during COVID-19. She's also going to share the perspective of a teen during this unprecedented time. I'm joined via phone by executive producer Brian Griggs. Griggs, some really helpful segments for our listeners today. Yeah, this show, uh, as I was going through it with you and listening to the clips and going through the interviews, it's uh, one of those ones where you'll listen, you get up, and you instantly have something you can do. Like, it's very practical, stuff to use, stuff to do. So uh, very, uh, like you said, insightful, good resourceful show. All right, some headlines before we get to the conversations with Mike and Monica. Number one, Griggs, I've been waiting for this for a while. We had talked about this on a previous show. So there's a 10-part documentary on Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls called The Last Dance. It wasn't supposed to come out until June, but due to the situation we're in where there's a captive audience at home, we're seeing a lot of Hollywood first-run movies go right to our homes, right to iTunes, things like that. Well, ESPN is going to now launch The Dance, the Michael Jordan doc, starting on April 19th. It's going to run over a five-week period 10-part series, Griggs. I cannot wait to watch this. Yeah, this is something that's kind of been teasing for a while. And what I'm looking forward to is Jordan is such a, a quiet guy, so I'm excited to see a 10-part series behind the scenes of Jordan where he came from and you know his whole career and his life and get to learn more about uh, Mr. Air Jordan. Well, and you, you see the video that they kept and that they captured during his playing days and during that heyday. I mean, you look back on that now and you're like, oh, my gosh. That's just golden video that they have and audio. And then 
you know, they've sat down with everyone from Kobe Bryant, who's now not with us anymore, Adam Silver, even Justin Timberlake. So it's, it's a really interesting doc. I've not seen it yet, but I cannot wait to see it. So that's coming out April 19th. Greg, some breaking news this morning via Brian Windhorst, our friend at ESPN. The Chinese government issued a new order today restricting resumption of team sports, a heavy blow for pro basketball to return there soon, as was planned. China's attempt to restart sports are being watched closely by leagues across the world. Huge issue is asymptomatic carrier. So that's a tweet from Brian Windhorst. I know what they were doing, Griggs, is they were having all players coming from overseas being quarantined for two weeks and then they were going to start the league, but now it sounds like they're not going to start. So, you know, sports is trying to restart in some places in the world, but it's still really difficult to do it. And it's really difficult to do it in front of a crowd. Yeah, this is the interesting part as we get away from COVID and it starts to move away and we start thinking about sports coming back is like you're saying, especially world sports. How do you get them started where everybody's going to feel comfortable making this work? Fans, leagues, players, and we're seeing already some complications in China. Um, our last headline, Major League Baseball announced today it has extended the league-wide initiative of financial support for minor league baseball players through May 31st or until the beginning of the minor league season, whichever occurs first. This is a great move by Major League Baseball. I applaud them for doing this. You know, you've got a lot of minor league players who, frankly, don't make very much money unless they had a huge signing bonus. And, you know, they can't play baseball and earn a living right now. So what are they supposed to do? So Major League Baseball is helping out. I think this is a great move, Griggs. Yeah, I think so too. And, you know, MLB, we've kind of, you know, we've been hard on them in the past about things like kind of slowly getting things going and jumping slowly to the, the bandwagon of things. And this one seems like they're ahead of it and a good choice. Smart for the players, smart for the league. The last headline, uh, top NBA executives, including Adam Silver and Mark Tatum, They've taken pay cuts on their salaries of 20%. I think that's great leadership. You know, before they go to the rank and file employees and say, we're cutting your salary or we're firing you altogether or laying you off, you know, we're going to take our hit at the top. Hope that stems the tide, so to speak, and that you never have to have your salary impacted. Great leadership. Once again, we're seeing, you know, everyone from Bob Iger at Disney do this. You know, and I know people can joke, oh, they're making millions and millions of dollars. So what's a few million dollars to them? You know what? It's, it's still a lot of money. And to me, the symbolism is what is most important is they're showing their leadership by taking the pay cut first versus saying, Hey, we're going to go to the rank and file people and, and get rid of them. No, I think it's brilliant. And you know, I just picture myself if I was working for Silver or one of these guys and they were doing that and I was working for them, I'd be like, that is amazing. I would have so much respect for them and I would just continue to love working for them because that's huge leadership and very, very uh, appealing. Well, and we're seeing like Sports Illustrated had layoffs this week, USA Rugby. Um, you know, there have been arenas and stadiums that have had to lay people off. This is a really tough period and, you know, everyone's finances are different, but the optics of billionaires laying off rank and file people, it just doesn't play well. Um, you know, we've seen the Minnesota FC team and, and major league soccer do that. And, you know, just the way they, they phrase their email of here's how you apply for unemployment and blah, 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 blah. It just, it just doesn't seem right. But, you know, if this is going on for months and months and there's no revenues coming in for some of these teams or arenas, I guess I can understand it. It's just really tough to watch. 
Yep, totally agree. So uh, credit to Adam Silver and the crew that are making that choice. I totally agree. All right, coming up next, Mike Finley, the CEO of Boingo, proud sponsors of the Sports Business Radio Roadshow. If you are trying to figure out how to manage your broadband and your home network, Mike has all the answers for you. That's coming up next. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. Nearly 20 years ago, Boingo dreamed of a world where people could connect to the wireless internet anywhere with any device. Today, that dream is reality, and Boingo has been at the forefront. Now more than ever, staying connected is what matters most. Boingo keeps people connected to the people and things they love with next-generation networks built for the 5G era. They are the largest operator of indoor wireless networks in the U.S., and they work with sports teams across the NFL, NBA, MLS, NCAA, and more. From 5G and CBRS to DAS and Wi-Fi, Boingo is a trusted partner for staying connected now and in the future. Our thanks to Boingo for their continued support of Sports Business Radio. Connectivity is more important than ever, and you can learn more by visiting boingo.com or emailing sbradio at boingo.com. That's sbradio at boingo.com. Joining me now on Sports Business Radio is Mike Finley. He is the CEO at Boingo. You can follow him on Twitter at Mike Finley, or you can follow Boingo on Twitter at Boingo. Our friends at Boingo know how important connectivity is, especially during a time like this. So I wanted to bring Mike on to help us all with some work-from-home tips. A lot of us are working from home. We've got our kids home. We're managing our our network. So, uh, Mike, thanks for joining us. Hey, Brian, thanks for having me. It's uh, it's great to join you. I'm really excited to talk to you about some work-from-home tips. Um, as you know, we're a proud sponsor of Sports Business Radio, and um, we certainly know how important connectivity is, especially at a time like this. We at Boingo uh, have been uh, designated as an essential business under any definition uh, during uh, this time, and so our people are continuing to work to make sure that uh, you know our network is up and running and um, that's that's a part of what we do and uh, but also being able to work from home which we're doing as well has uh, uh, turned out to be great because um, uh, our CTO and our team really prepared us well for this um, uh, to be ready to go let's start with some basics uh, making sure that your broadband connection at home is in peak condition because again, you know, I have a daughter, she's streaming, she's online doing school stuff. Uh, I'm working, we're watching movies and binge watching TV. There are people with multiple people in the house and, and I'm hearing about networks that are crashing or, you know, the zoom video didn't work. How can we best manage our connectivity in our homes? Yeah, that's a great first place to start. Um, uh, my, my wife and I have four boys, oh. so uh, there's all kinds of things going on. So we've we've become somewhat uh, just experts even prior to this. Uh, but a couple things: one, um, make sure you have you know a Wi-Fi password um, to, for security, uh, and make sure that uh, your devices are up to date. Um, maybe not, not late for that now, obviously preparing in advance was, would be helpful. Um, but, but certainly you can still, uh, make sure you're doing that. Check your Wi-Fi speeds. Um, you know, make sure that, um, 
your packages are, you know, uh, uh, 10 megabits or higher uh, is good. Uh, there's a lot of free apps that you can do um, that, you know, speedtest.com and things like that that will uh, help you understand um, your, your speed. Um, understanding and knowing where your Wi-Fi routers are at, that does make a, a big difference, especially if you're in a larger apartment or location, um, knowing where those routers are. And there's also some really good uh, Wi-Fi extenders and, and things that you can install, you know, pretty much plug-and-play to help expand your coverage. It may not help your speed, but it will help your coverage. Uh, so that's always a good thing. And the thing that we've been doing, uh, Brian, here, as I mentioned with the four kids, four boys, is um, making sure you're turning things off. So, you know, if you're not playing the game on your, your PlayStation or uh, Xbox or whatever, turn it off. Uh, turn your smart TVs off, your Apple TVs. Turn the things off that you're not using. Could even be computers. And so, you know, as people are now home together at the same time, utilizing that bandwidth, um, being able to make sure, you know, that, that game's off and you're trying to do work and things like that are really important. Yeah, I think that's a really good suggestion. For instance, we have Apple TV. So whenever we're not using Apple TV, I literally unplug it because I've heard, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's still like downloading things and searching and, and using broadband even when it's off. So I, I've made sure to turn it off. I think that's a really good suggestion. Yeah, that's a great point. There, there are, you know, part of being connected in the in the mobile world and connected world we live in is, you know, you do want your devices to be able to download information and have it readily available. The process that happens to do that is it's always looking and searching. And um, you can, you, there's settings on your devices that you can check as well. But, you know, if you don't unplug them or you don't turn those settings off, they're going to keep searching, which is, you know, essentially what you want it to do. That's why when... You know, on your cell phone, as an example, when you go to look up a stock price or a sports score uh, or a bit of information, when you, you turn it on, you want you want it dead. You don't want it to come, you know, quite honestly, probably even seconds later. And what's happening there is it is looking for that information. So if you don't turn that off on your device or you don't unplug it, that, that's going to happen. And so all those things don't seem like much in our daily lives when, you know, you're home, uh, you know, maybe at night or on weekends, and maybe you're not doing as much work. But when you're now working from home and your kids are there, as we've discussed, uh, those those little things start adding up, and uh, that's a that's a great tip to, you know, make sure those things aren't, uh, you know, on if you don't want them to be. Well, the other thing that I've done in the last few months is Melody Walker from your team got me hooked up with the Boingo Wi-Finder app. So now wherever I am, I can do speed tests to check my Wi-Fi speeds, including at home. So that's been really helpful. So I would encourage people to download that app too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the Boingo Wi-Fi uh, Wi-Fi their app uh, is really helpful, uh, especially now. So yeah, I, I highly encourage people to uh, to take advantage of that and download that app. All right, I want to go back to something you said earlier because, you know, I'm thinking of people like my mom, God bless her, who, you know, she's got Wi-Fi in her house. We've got her hooked up, but, you know, she lives in Arizona. I live in Oregon. I can't help her physically right now. When I try and explain to her what the router is, is it like the little black box? What piece of equipment? I'm sure I've got one in my house too, but how would you best describe what the router is so people know where to put it within the house? 
yeah, the, the the router. I I highlighted the router, but also the you know your 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 APs, um, the, the processors that um, that are uh, generally in the ceiling. Uh, where you know you can see them. Uh, probably the best way to identify the router is uh, generally uh, a smaller box. They tend to be dark. Uh, most of them tend to be black. I've seen some that are blue and other colors. But if there's flashing lights, that's probably the router. Okay. So uh, that's a good indication of where the router is. And if you do find yourself, um, you know, where you're not getting as fast the speeds, or or maybe you're freezing up a little bit. Um, it is kind of that age-old deal of just reboot it, and, and the best way to reboot it is just unplug it uh, for 10 seconds and plug it back in. And um, you know, it'll take it might it'll cycle through, but but uh, that's a great tip to you know maybe clear the cache and clear out some of the information that, that could be causing some of those delays. Um, sounds simple, uh, but you know um, that works quite often uh, if you're running into those issues as well. I'm not a tech person, but if all else fails, unplug it and plug it back in. <laughs> that's always been the way. So that's very, that's very good advice. So the other thing, Mike, is because a lot of people, CEOs like you are, are working from home. It doesn't mean that there's still not sensitive, confidential information being shared between you and employees, uh, and other leaders of companies and employees. So the importance of a virtual private network, VPN, Maybe you can discuss that for a little bit. Yeah, that's uh, really important. Obviously, you want uh, the security of the information that's coming across the open Internet to, to be there. So and these uh, virtual private networks or VPNs, um, I would assume most businesses uh, would, would have these. But make sure that you're hooked up to that VPN. Um, it's designed to provide a secure encrypted tunnel uh, to transmit data, you know, generally and primarily from remote users back to the company network. Um, you know, they require a login and all that, but your company can provide that. You know, we at Boingo, as I mentioned, we, we have a whole business continuity plan. Uh, and, you know, we go through these tests uh, on a regular basis. And um, although what we were probably assuming for, you know, our California office maybe was business continuity, maybe more during an earthquake or some other type of weather event, uh, not necessarily a pandemic, uh, but, you know, we've we've done tests and make sure our employees even know how to get onto the VPN because when you're in your office, it tends to be somewhat automatic. When you're remote and you're not traveling on a regular basis, um, making sure that that's apparent. So if you, you are a business and you have a VPN, making sure your end users know exactly how to get on is, uh, is really important. So, um, you know, the VPNs are uh, really are a great security opportunity and something that's really important and um, but but at the end of the day it's really important to make sure the people that are using them know how to get on them and again it's not a if you don't do it every day or you don't travel quite a bit it's not it doesn't uh, you know it's not something you'll do but it's a very simple process once you uh, know how to do it and then uh, I know if you're a freelancer you have your own business you're not part of a big company like Boingo there are VPN offerings out there for a reasonable price. So people should uh, consider those as well. The other thing that's happening, Mike, is for instance, last night I did a six household FaceTime with my family and my daughter was with me. And, you know, we've never done one of those before. So what this has done is it's caused whether it's work and people are getting on 
Zoom calls or attending events, not in person, but via Zoom, or whether it's the family FaceTime or the happy hour or the yappy hour as some dog owners are doing, it's created togetherness. That's what's changed right now, too. Well, look, I we live in such a great world of connectivity and technology. Obviously, at Boingo, we've been doing that for uh, over 20 years. Obviously, we provide this type of connectivity in large indoor, um, you know, transportation hubs, airports, sports stadiums, and things like that. But uh, but that same capability to be able to do at home uh, has been there, and it's only uh, getting better and better. And I, I think just the ability now to do that and how people are using it. My my mom's 84, uh, just turned 84, lives in Cincinnati, and um, uh, we've, uh, you know, been working with her and teaching her how to FaceTime because we've wanted to use it, you know, even without this pandemic, but she's pretty much, you know, uh, sheltered in place at home and hasn't been out in a couple weeks, and um, the ability for us to FaceTime and use these technologies has been great um, from a personal side. But it's also, I think, really important at work. Um, we're utilizing this uh, at Boingo uh, with our teams. Uh, we're having daily calls. Uh, we are having, you know, uh, virtual happy hours um, and coffee breaks and things like that. When you're at a company that's used to working together as we are and many of our, uh, you know, other companies in this country are, um, this this kind of hard to just go right straight to work from home. So the technologies that are in place that are allowing us to do this and the connectivity that's enabling it is, is really important. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm proud of Boingo to be in a business, as I mentioned earlier, under any definition of essential business from any, you know, local state or federal mandate. Um, what we do is essential and, um, you know, creating that connectivity that I think people understandably can take for granted um, you know, now is really coming to the forefront, and I'm glad that we're able to provide part of that. And it's working for business, uh, but it's also, as you highlighted, it's working for families and and friends to stay together. And it's really a it's it's great to see. Yeah, thank you and Boingo for for helping us stay connected during this time. I've asked this question to everyone I've had on in the last I don't know two or three weeks. How has this changed your business dynamics? Obviously, we've talked about working from home, but you know, walk me through your typical day. For instance, I had an NFL agent on uh, last week, and he's negotiating tens of millions of dollars worth of deals with his kids running around, you know, at his feet, and he's working from his home office. So that's totally different way for him to work than normally. Take us inside of of your workspace. Yeah, so um, it's it's pretty you know regimented in a way. Um, you know, we, I have. Um, you know, each of our teams have their daily calls um, uh, and meetings. You know, I, I think where maybe they were weekly before, uh, most teams have moved to more daily type interaction. Um, you know, I have generally do, uh, uh, you know, emails early and then um, get on calls with customers or uh, internal meetings. We have a daily call every day for an hour. Uh, we do it in the early afternoon so we get a view of the day and also uh, a little bit of a forecast for, you know, what we need to do for the rest of the day. That's primarily focused on our employees, uh, which I think is really important. Um, obviously, we do have some business discussion in that, but the most important thing that I'm doing and, and we're doing at Boingo is making sure that our employees are safe, 
and um, and healthy and getting the information uh, and things that they need. Um, this work from home is different for everybody, and so uh, we're making sure the connections are up. We're making sure people are getting, uh, you know, having the connectivity at home if they have issues. Our IT group is all over it. So um, that's kind of the internal side of it, Brian. I, I would tell you, on the business side, for us, it's actually been really interesting because um, we live in a in an act in a, obviously in a very mobile world. Uh, we're we're constantly uh, moving um, in front of customers. You know, if they're new customers or new deals. Obviously, there's a lot of work that goes in visiting sites, uh, talking to people, doing contracts. A lot of that work is actually moving up faster because now people aren't traveling. And the people you need to get a hold of are our customers who have been absolutely fantastic. We partner with the operators, uh, the big venues, the airports, uh, you know, sports stadiums. Our customers and partners have just been fantastic to work with. And, um, and we're seeing... A lot of work get done that maybe was either on the shelf or just took longer to get done. So we feel when we come through this, which is hopefully soon, we'll, we'll be ready to go and, and moving a lot, lot faster. So I think those are the pieces that, you know, uh, we're working through. Now we're in, you know, week two uh, of this. Um, I can tell you I'm seeing it at, at home. The kids are getting a little bored. I think some of the employees obviously would get a little restless, but the, the real main thing is, uh, just keep communicating. Uh, the more you can do it with video, we're finding people really like that. And then we have a weekly call with our whole team, the whole company, uh, which we do every Friday now and uh, bring everybody up to date and do a whole cross-section of what's going on, not just in the business, but also what we're doing. Lastly, um, we, we do a lot of work on the military bases and, you know, um, our military uh, personnel have been hit as well. We've had you know, some people that have uh, troops that have come back from other parts of the world that, you know, have had uh, the virus. And so the military is doing a great job in uh, quarantining uh, these soldiers. But we're providing connectivity to them to make sure that uh, they have, you know, visibility and things that they can take a part of as well. So a lot going on there and a lot there. But, um, you know, connectivity is really making this happen. Well, again, thanks for all your work, and especially thank you for all your work with the military. We'll end on this. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're a Hall of Fame athlete from Creighton. There's a lot of sports content on right now. You know, I watched the uh, CBS coverage of the old NCAA tournament games, some of the classic games like the 82 North Carolina-Georgetown game last weekend, the Duke-Kentucky game with Christian Leitner's shot. Are you consuming some of this old content? And, and, you know, as a sports fan like me, I, I'm sure it's kind of interesting to take a trip down memory lane when we have no live sports going on right now. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, I am. And uh, it's been fun with the, with the four boys home. Um, you know, our oldest went to USC. Our second's at uh, Kansas. Our third was at Auburn. And our fourth is in high school. So we have a lot of content just there alone. We were watching a <laughs> Kansas game from, I don't know, 10 or 11 years ago that nobody could remember who won. So it was like watching it live. And um, unfortunately for me, uh, yeah, when I played with so long ago, there's not a lot of video <laughs> in those days. But uh, so we can look up the yearbooks and things like that. Had some great moments with our teams, uh, you know, beating Nebraska, which was a big rivalry for us at Creighton. And, and I, I played a a role in that victory and uh you know just reminiscing we've had a lot of 
lot of my old teammates uh, uh, are still engaged in sports. Our old coach is assistant GM with the Yankees. A number of my teammates are baseball coaches and uh, in the college level and things like that. So reminiscing about the old times, but also, um, you know, I'm, I'm participating in remembering what, you know, our boys did and the teams they played on and watching some of those old films of them as little kids taking their first swing and, you know, some of the games they played. Uh, it's really been, you know, kind of fun. So I think you, it is. I, I was going to say, you've got USC, Kansas, and Auburn covered with your, your boys. I still think that you need to talk to someone at Creighton, dig up some of the, the footage of the old man out there and uh, sit them down and, and give them a little bit of education as to, to what your career looked like. Well, they, they see some pictures. I think I think they have trouble discerning between, you know, the 1869 Reds and when I played is actually not the same time. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll find some of that, I'm sure. And uh, the, the reality, though, Brian, is the stories are much better than the reality, I, I, I think. So it's probably maybe best to leave it at that for me. Theater of the mind, as I like to call it, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Mike Finley, the CEO at Boingo. You can follow him on Twitter at Mike Finley or Boingo can be followed at Boingo. Thank you so much for keeping us connected. Thank you for your partnership and please stay safe during this time. Thank you. Same to you, Brian. Appreciate it. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. If you're working from home now like I am, you still need to look professional. Many of us are doing Zoom conferences or FaceTime calls with business associates. That's why I turn to my mizzen and main dress shirts. I need to look good from the waist up, but I also want to be comfortable. Mizzen and main is like athletic wear disguised as a dress shirt, making them great for comfort while working from home. It's a shirt that has worked for thousands of customers, including hundreds of professional athletes like JJ Watt and Phil Mickelson. Head on over to mizzenandmain.com and use promo code SBR to get $10 off your dress shirt. That's mizzenandmain.com code SBR. Guess what? Mizzen and Main also make super comfortable wrinkle-free pants and shorts, so you can check those out as well. Head on over to mizzenandmain.com. Use promo code SBR to get $10 off your next purchase. That's mizzenandmain.com, code SBR. My guest is Monica Spolstra-Metz. She is a certified health coach and healthy cooking expert. Former sports marketing executive who worked for the Portland Trailblazers. We worked there together. Met long time ago. She worked for the Anaheim Ducks, the PGA, the LPGA, the Portland Timbers, and Nike. She happens to be the sister of Miami Heat head coach Eric Spolstra. She specializes in helping people improve their health by eating more veggies and less meat. Don't we all need that? You can find more about Monica at MonicaMets.com. That's M-E-T-Z. Follow her on Twitter at Monica Metz and on Instagram at M-O-S-P-O, Mospo. Monica, thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. Happy to be here. So two main things I want to cover with you today as you're the, the healthy guru that I know. One, people are really stressing out about so many things right now, whether it's working from home and you know, that's a whole new dynamic for a lot of people. People are stressing about bills and some people have lost their jobs. The other is healthy eating because a lot of people are just reaching into that bag of chips or they're firing up the frozen pizza. They're not eating healthy. So let's start with managing 
stress. What are your recommendations for what people can do who are listening to this to help reduce some of their stress? Sure. Um, well, man, first of all, managing our stress is so important right now because I think a lot of people don't realize the effect that stress can have on our immune system. And so it's really, really important to keep our immune system strong right now. And I'm recommending to my clients that we keep our immune system strong through managing stress and eating as healthy as we can. So um, when it comes to managing stress, I mean, I know that that is really, really challenging for people right now. And so just to acknowledge that and say, yes, it's a very stressful time. For a lot of us, this is the most stressful time that we've ever lived through. And so it's just going to require maybe adding some new tools to our toolbox um, for example, you know, a lot of people, I have a lot of clients, I hear this from a lot of people who say, yeah, yeah, I know I should meditate, um, you know, I just have never gotten around to it. And so I would say, well, hey, like today or now is a perfect time to start a meditation practice. And if that sounds daunting or scary, you don't even have to call it a meditation practice. You could just practice some mindfulness, which might mean for most people just starting out with five minutes in the morning and maybe another five-minute session in the evening before you go to bed to just get away from the screens, you know, close the computer, shut down the phone, put it on silent, don't scroll anymore, and to just sit there quietly in a comfortable chair for five minutes, close the eyes, and just focus on the breath flowing in and out of your nose. I mean, that would be a very, very simple way to meditate or practice mindfulness. Um and so I think what people also don't understand sometimes about meditation is they think, well, I'm doing it wrong because every time I try to do that, I have all these thoughts that pop into my head. And to be honest, you know, for most people these, these days, like those thoughts are stressful. And what people need to realize is that's just a very, very normal thing. And eventually through a consistent and daily practice of meditation, your space in between those thoughts will become a little bit longer. You'll have a little bit more space. Um, but, you know, that's just the normal part of the process. Our brains are very, very busy anyway, and I think today they're just on overdrive for most people. And so it's just helpful to kind of recognize, like, hey, I'm going to take this time out. It's not going to be perfect. I'm going to have a busy brain. But just know that taking that time is really going to have a nice benefit for your body and for your immune system. You know, it's so interesting. Yeah, that's a good place to start. And our mutual friend, Lee Weinstein, I remember years ago, he was working with an author and, you know, he taught me the eight second breath. So yeah, four seconds in and then exhale slowly for four seconds. And, you know, you do that a few times and it's amazing how much you can relax and hopefully get some of those stressful thoughts out of your brain. But you know, I'm not a, a meditation expert. Are there other resources that people can turn to? Is it YouTube videos? Is it a book? If people are like, well, I'm not really sure how to meditate or, or what I do other than what you just described of sitting in the chair for, you know, a few minutes a day, every day trying to remove the stressful thoughts from their mind. Uh, well, first of all, that breath work exercise you mentioned is super powerful. I mean, I know that when I'm having kind of moments of extra stress, you know, when I'm not in my meditation practice, 
let's say you wake up in the middle of the night doing some of that breath work like my version that I've you know been taught also is to just breathe in for to the count of four hold you know maybe four or five seconds and then exhale like a really long exhale that like no matter what's going on in your brain that is going to calm down your body so anyway thank you for mentioning that that's a really really powerful method of getting your body to relax but I think one of the most user-friendly resources that I recommend to people is the Headspace app. And, um, you know, you can use it on any smartphone. I find that to be really helpful. It's just super user-friendly. It's kind of fun. They have different meditations based on what you're looking for. But that would be a great place to start. And then um, Tara Brock is B-R-A-C-H. She is kind of a rock star in the meditation world. And she, on her website, has... Um, all sorts of free meditations that you can explore. But I would say, you know, if you're really just beginning and you just want like a few minutes of, of meditation practice, the Headspace app is a great place to start. No, that's really good advice. The other thing that I've been doing lately is I was like addicted to the news and watching all the press yeah. conferences and just really glued to the TV because I think like many people, you just want more information on everything that's going on right now. Like what's the latest news? Monica, I've had to turn it off. Uh, I can only yeah. consume a little bit per day because it just stresses me out and it makes me feel like I'm going down the rabbit hole of, of bad news. And I'm better off if I just proceed with my day, you know, do my interviews, talk to people via FaceTime or zoom, answer my emails. And then, you know, maybe at the end of the day, I'll get on Twitter and, and see what's been going on in the world. But if I just sit in front of the TV or I'm listening to news all day, it's really not good for my stress. No, I mean, it's a major trigger for people because there was that initial shock, you know, when we found out what was going on and how the virus was developing in various cities and, you know, the impacts of that. Um, You know, I think all of us initially experienced some trauma around that, right? And then so every time you expose yourself to that again and again through the news, you're just being triggered again and again. And so... I think it's it's been hard for a lot of us to manage, okay, how much news should I take in to be responsible, you know, and to make sure that I understand, uh, you know, the latest developments and, and in terms of, like, transmission. And then, you know, after that, like, maybe, I mean, for me, you know, I'm, I really can only check in, like, once a day. Yeah. Because right? I just want to know, okay, like, what's happening in my county, what's happening in my state, what's happening in my city, um, what new things that they found out about the virus in terms of how easily transmissible it is, that kind of thing. But really only once a day because, like you said, other than that, like I'm down the rabbit hole and I'm getting really, really stressed out about things that I absolutely cannot control. So for me, you know, I really, I try not to start out my day like that. I try to start with meditation and then kind of doing what I'm supposed to be doing, which is working and being with my family and exploring new recipes, developing new recipes, um, you know, and then maybe late in the day I'll check in, but I really have to keep it brief. I, I just can't like scroll the headlines anymore. It's just too much. All right. So we've talked about a few of the ways to manage stress. Another thing is exercise. So, you know, yeah. I, I'm fortunate enough that I have a Peloton at home and mm-hmm. I guess I'm giving yeah. Peloton a, an unpaid plug here, but uh, <laughs> it's been really good. I ordered it in November and, you know, 
every day that this has been going on, I'm like, thank God I have the Peloton because I'm on that thing. You know, people are talking about the, uh, the COVID-19 15 of, of putting on 15 pounds. I'm hoping to lose 15 pounds during this because I'm just riding that thing like a beast as I'm stuck at home. But, you know, yeah. there are ways to exercise at home. And then even, you know, we've been taking our dog for a short walk around the neighborhood. If you have a pet, maybe you get out with your pet. But what are some ways that people can exercise? Because to me, that's also part of managing your stress. Absolutely. For me, uh, like really trying to exercise daily. And I would say one silver lining that's come out of this um, development is that we there are a lot of really, really great online options right now for working out. You know, a lot of, a lot of the yoga studios, in-person yoga studios, Pilates studios, Bar 3, um, to mention someone specifically, I mean, they're all like all of a sudden, you know, they, I mean, Bar 3 had online workouts before, but a lot of these kind of mom and pop studios are starting to offer that online. And there's tons of workouts uh, available on YouTube for free. So, um, you know, there are a lot of things you can be doing at home, but then also I think, I mean, I really, really try to get outside, you know, for an extended period of time uh, every day. And that can be walking. I mean, that's usually walking because we have a dog as well. The one thing I would urge people to be careful about, which I don't, feel like people are talking about this so much in the news is, you know, you really want to keep your distance from people when you see them around the block or I happen to live near a really big park. Um, some of those trails are, you know, if they're not six feet wide. And so there's no way you can distance yourself from someone on those trails. And, you know, what I don't love when I'm out and about and a runner is running, I mean, kudos to them for getting some exercise and, you know, running outside, but a lot of times those runners don't keep their distance. Uh, so I'm kind of having to be, you know, defensive driving and crossing the street, <laughs> getting away from them. Or, But it's, I do think it's, you know, as they find out more and more about the virus and how long, you know, um, the aerosol transmissibility is, you know, from people who exhale, uh, that kind of stuff makes me nervous when I'm, you know, when I see people passing each other closely on the sidewalks and out on the trails and out in the park. So, I would just urge people to really remember, like, keep your distance, especially if you see someone who's running, because they are in an active exhalation, right? Um, and they can project, you know, that out into the air. So, yes, be outside, enjoy yourself. If you are lucky enough to live in a climate where there's some sunshine, then definitely get out into that fresh air. But, you know, definitely keep your distance from people. Very good advice. Uh, another thing that has kind of happened with all of this is some people they're enjoying a few more cocktails than they used to. And I know that's not really the way to go with this either. Maybe you can talk about that effect. Yes. Well, I mean, number one is drinking alcohol is hard on your immune system. Some people can weather that more easily than other people. Definitely, you know, males can, can weather that maybe differently than, females can. Um, but in general, males and females, alcohol is hard on the immune system. Um, so there's that, but then there's also like what a lot of people don't usually realize is that sure, when you have that first drink, when you have that first couple glasses of wine, maybe you do experience some calming and make you feel that anxiety lift a little. I mean, that's why people are drinking more. But I think what a lot of people don't know is that after that wearing off, Number one, your sleep quality isn't going to be as good. 
Uh, a lot of times people are kind of tossing and turning or, you know, alcohol initially makes you sleepy for the first couple hours, maybe then you wake up, you know, in the middle of the night and then you can't get back to sleep. So um, disrupting your sleep is not healthy. That's not good for the immune system. But then there's also something known as rebound anxiety. So when that alcohol wears off, you may notice, you know, if you've had drinks the night before, you may not feel, how should I say this? Uh, you may be more anxious the next day. You may have a little bit of depression. You may feel like things are really, really harder. Well, hard, of course, things are hard right now, but it may be harder for you to be emotionally and mentally resilient that next day. So, yes, yeah, so, you know, I understand people are really, really looking for some stress relief, and alcohol is a huge part of our culture, and that's what people reach for the most, but uh, it's not really serving you. And so I just really encourage my clients to really watch that, really cut way, way back on alcohol. If you can, find some alternative methods for, relax for relaxation, like breath work and meditation, a hot bath, being outside, FaceTiming with your family. Um, those are going to be much healthier ways to serve your immune system and your, your general stress levels. And there's other things you can drink to calm you. What are some of those things? Uh, I really like some of those herbal teas, like kava roots and chamomile, lavender teas. Um, if you wanted to get really fancy, you know, you could do like a reishi mushroom extract or sigmatic. Not that I'm, you know, sponsored by them, but it's a great product. Um, yeah, but some of those herbal teas can be really, really nice. Okay, so the last thing on managing stress this is a big one that we've talked about on our show. I've actually brought a sleep expert on our show previously, but sleep. If you're not sleeping, not good for your immune system. You're not able to function very well the next day. A lot of us have our kids at home with us, so we've got to not only work from home, but we're also parenting, sometimes online homeschooling, things like that. But maybe talk about the importance of sleep. Yeah. I mean, I would say, even though I specialize in healthy eating, I would really tell people to kind of get their sleep game in order first. I mean, maybe concurrently, you know, of course, always be eating healthy. But if people are skimping on sleep or they're not sleeping well, that is actually something that you can do some work around. Um, you know, some people do have chronic sleep issues. But if you're just one of those people who is kind of like saying like, yeah, I've been staying up late because I'm off my regular work schedule and, you know, maybe I've been having some drinks and then I keep staying up late and watching Netflix or scrolling through the news. Um, what I really, re really recommend to people, and this is just kind of a common sleep hygiene thing, is to just stay off the screens for at least an hour before you go to bed because that will help your brain kind of calm down since it's not being exposed to that artificial light. And then, I mean, there are a whole bunch of things you can do that are really helpful for sleep hygiene. One that people kind of forget about is to eat dinner fairly early. Because if you eat a big dinner and then you go to bed like an hour, hour and a half later, your body is still actively digesting mm -hmm. and using a lot of your energy for that. And it can be kind of disruptive for your sleep cycle. So I recommend, you know, really trying to eat early, like maybe three hours before you go to bed. Um, what are some other things to do? Of course, avoid the screens, sleeping in a cool environment if that appeals to you. So cracking up the windows or depending on where you live, you know, if it's warm where you live, having the air, air conditioning on, um, having lights out early. Some people, it's a very different quality of sleep if you go to bed 
at, say, 10 p.m. and get eight hours, or eight hours of sleep versus if you went to bed at 1 a.m. and got eight hours of sleep and woke up at 9 a.m., you're just going to feel a lot better if you get that sleep early. Even though it's the same quantity of sleep, you're still going to have uh, higher sleep quality. So going to bed, like that by 10. And then, you know, if you need to, maybe doing some of that deep breathing that we talked about, that eight count breathing, as you settle into, you know, the lights are off and as you're kind of settling into uh, trying to fall asleep. So those are some ways to manage stress. Now let's talk about feeding that immune system that you've talked about and just healthy eating tips. Because again, you know, either A, some people are home all day and they're just getting into that bag of chips or they're snacking all day. B, some people can't get out to the grocery store to get those healthy foods that they normally get because a lot of stores aren't open. And, you know, sure, you can have things delivered. But it's just, you know, a lot of people are out of their uh, grocery routine where they're able to get what they want when they want it. So now it's just different for everyone. But what are some tips that you have for helping people eat healthy at home and also feed that immune system that you've talked about? Yeah. So... I mean, as always, fruits and vegetables are important, and it is challenging to get the produce we want right now. Um, it seems like fresh produce is often easier to find than frozen. I mean, I don't know. The last few times I've gone to the grocery store over the last month, the, the frozen food, or at least the frozen vegetables, were pretty much wiped out. So that said, you know, this would be a great time to get a little creative, to be flexible, to have an open mind for the vegetables that you actually do find at the store. Because um, it's true. The things that we all kind of love to get every week, those things might not be there, given like what supplies are on hand or, you know, when you can get to the store. So I would just keep an open mind. I mean, a lot of times when I'm talking to clients, uh, I kind of advise them to whether they're fresh or frozen, you know, try some soups. Like, and if we're going to get kind of tactical here on, on recipes, but soups and stews are a really great way to incorporate a lot of vegetables. I have a veggie-packed chili on my website that is one of my most popular recipes ever. Um, but it's, it's one of those recipes, soups and stews, they're super flexible. As long as you've kind of got onions and garlic and maybe some spices as your base, you can basically use any vegetables that you have. And it's going to taste delicious. And so um, I guess I would just encourage people to still get as many vegetables as they can. Um, I know for me, like, I haven't had a whole lot of salad greens lately. And, that, you know, that's kind of a bummer because I, I do like to eat those kinds of foods. But kale was available. And so I'm like, okay, like, I'll make a kale salad. We're going to make that work. Um, and then when I can't find what I want in the frozen, then I'm just trying different dishes with my fresh vegetables. But another kind of power food that I like to talk about um, are garlic and ginger. So garlic is pretty easy to find, and it's an immune system-boosting rock star. It's antimicrobial, antiviral, antifungal. Um, and it's basically, you know, if you're cooking at home, garlic is just one of those flavors that is, it kind of works for anything savory. And so what I like to advise people, though, that they might not know, here's like a little hack, is that you want to chop it up and let it sit on the cutting board for about 10 to 15 minutes before you use it. And the reason this is important is because it activates a compound that is the part of garlic that is, you know, antimicrobial, antifungal, and antiviral. So, um, you know, if you just use the garlic directly, 
like right after you chop it up, it's not going to be as strong. So I really recommend people to do a little, you know, kind of advanced prep on that and let that garlic sit around to help it activate. Um, ginger is another really, really great ingredient to use if you can find the whole ginger at the store. I haven't seen, I haven't had too much trouble finding it lately. Of course, that could change. Um, but ginger has been used for centuries. It's anti-inflammatory, also antiviral. And so I like to use that in my soups and my stews, curries, um, even in smoothies. It tastes delicious. Uh, and then another last one would be turmeric. Um, powdered is great. You don't have to find the fresh version of it. Um, but if you can get some powdered turmeric into your pantry, it's a powerful anti-inflammatory. It's a great food have in your regimen and you can really add it to any soup. I have a, a latte recipe that I recommend for people, but really soups and stews, your chili, it's a, a great um, ingredient to incorporate there. Now, I love those ingredients and I love soups and stews because they keep for a while and they feed the yeah. whole family. So, you know, it's not like you just make the meal and, and that's it. Like you can keep that in the fridge or the freezer even for, for a long time. Yeah, I mean, that's another, I think that's been a big challenge for a lot of people who now all of a sudden are working at home. Um, it's kind of like that, well, what do I eat, you know, for lunch? Maybe people were used to going out or, um, and so, you know, I think kind of sometimes people get overwhelmed by, oh, great, like now I have to cook three meals a day. Um, but soup is a really, really great thing to have on hand. Like I, I like to make a batch of it at least once a week, and that's kind of our designated lunch food, you know, because I really don't want to feel like I'm cooking from scratch like three times a day. That's, it's kind of overwhelming for most people. So I think whenever you get into the kitchen and you're going to be cooking, maybe get into that batch cooking mindset where you're like, okay, I'm going to make a soup or a chili or something like that. And that's going to be reserved for our lunches. So I don't have to worry about like cooking from scratch every day at lunchtime. Yeah. It's interesting. Like you really do have to kind of take inventory of you know, what's in your fridge, what's in your pantry, because you can't run to the stores easily. Or even if you order online, you know, there's sometimes a seven to 10 day wait for you to get your groceries. So you do have to kind of say, all right, this is what we're having for each meal, plan it out and, and think accordingly. Yeah. I mean, meal planning is always important. Uh, but now kind of more than ever, because you're right. Like we can't just hop on down to the store and get whatever we want. Uh, and we don't necessarily want to be going to the store any, you know, any more frequently than we absolutely need to. So it's funny that you mentioned that because this morning I, I, I mean, I go through my inventory quite a bit, but this morning I just had to get real uh, clear about like what is in the refrigerator right now? What do I need to use in the next couple days? Uh, and then I just made that little list of ingredients and I thought, okay, like given what we have, like this is what I'm going to do. I mean, we just, um, I, th I don't think we're all used to thinking like that, you know, really trying to maximize the yield out of our pantry and our fridge. Um, but super important right now. And it's kind of fun sometimes, you know, if you're like, okay, I have, you know, treat it like your own <laughs> cooking show. You're like, I have these 10 ingredients. I need to use them in the next few days or they're going to go bad. You know, what, what kind of comes to mind or maybe search online for some recipes with those ingredients. But it can actually be fun and it can be a fun thing to do with your kids as well. Great stuff from Monica Spolstra-Metz, certified health coach and healthy cooking expert. Again, you can find her on Twitter at Monica Metz, on Instagram at MoSpo. She has been kind enough to create a special page on her website, 
Monica Metz, again, that's M-E-T-Z dot com backslash S-B-R. And a lot of what we talk about during our segments will also be on her blog on her website. Monica, thank you so much for joining me. And uh, I want to have you on again. I think, I think it's going to be a while that we're doing this. So I think it's important that, you know, you come on and, and give your tips for everyone who's working from home and, and trying to stay healthy during this time. Well, thanks for having me. I mean, I could talk about this all day long. So <laughs> I love it. And uh, I'm here to help. So yes, anytime. And your brother is very lucky to have you too. Uh, I've noticed his stress levels have gone down over the years, so you're doing a good job with him. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. Bringing you the biggest names in sports business. Without further ado, we all know this gentleman. Let's give David Stern a big round of applause. Let's welcome the president of the NCAA, Mark Emmer. Give him a hand. Let's give a big hand to USC alum and co-owner of the Lakers and president of the Lakers, Jeannie Buss. Thank you for having me. What a nice turnout. Thank you so, so much for having me, Brian. It was very, very kind, and I really enjoyed it. Thank you, sir. Sir Charles, how are you? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing this morning? Today's guest is David Fisdale. You're the man, Bart. My guest is tennis icon Chris Everett. It was very interesting. You asked great questions, so thank you very much, Brian. Pleased to welcome to the show... Kyrie Irving, the number one pick in the 2011 NBA draft. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm happy to be joined by Pete Carroll, the executive VP of football operations and the head football coach of the Seattle Seahawks. Coach, how are you? Doing good. What's going on? Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban. Mark, thanks for joining me. My pleasure. Visit sportsbusinessradio.com and subscribe to our iTunes podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Stay connected to the business side of sports only with Sports Business Radio. We're back on Sports Business Radio, and I'm doing this segment from the home studio. So that means, guess who's home with me? Hello. It's my daughter, Sophia Berger. Sophia, we're about two weeks into the quarantine. Uh, You've missed a lot of school. How are you feeling about all this right now? I miss my friends. Yeah. It's hard for kids because you are missing your friends. You're a freshman in high school. You're missing your golf matches. Uh, you were really starting to get into the golf season. That's got to be hard. I had a chance at possibly getting my varsity letter as a freshman, but, you know, the coronavirus ruined that for me. So here you are at home. Um, you're losing regularly to me in ping pong, so that's got to be tough for your <laughs> ego. Uh-huh. No, he's losing. Don't even listen to him. He is the loser of this household right now. The other thing that was a little traumatic oh, for boy. you is... The squirrel. Why don't you tell the story of the squirrel incident? So, our dog, Scotty, went out one morning and started sniffing something. And I'd been playing with him in the backyard, and I had left some toys out. So, I thought it was a toy. But no. Apparently, it was a dead squirrel that had fallen out of the tree and died. And I, being a normal human being, did not want to go and take care of that mess. So my co-host over here had to get the snow shovel and shovel it into a bag. There is a video on Facebook, right? Twitter? It's on our personal channels. That will not see the public domain. (laughs) Um, Probably never because that was a slightly embarrassing video. Um, There's a lot of screaming and 
laughing. Mostly by me. Yes, mostly by him. I didn't scream as much. I was the recording person, so, you know, I didn't have to go anywhere near it. So, yeah, that's what happened. Dead squirrel. All right. So the other thing you're doing is you are studying for your driver's permit. Rough first few tests, but then the last one, you got 100%. So you're, oh, you're yeah. starting to get the groove of it. For the last two, I have been studying for my permit test. My birthday was in January, and it is quite a few months afterwards. I don't even know what month it is. What month is it? March? March? Yeah, yes. I think it's March. Yeah. It's been three months since my, since my birthday. Two? Three? That would be three. Yeah. Three months since my birthday, and I still have yet to get my driver's permit. So that is how I've been spending my time studying for my driver's permit. What advice do you have for other students who are out there who are staying home like they're supposed to? What advice do you have for them? Um, I guess just really try to like stay active. And if you have a ping pong table, challenge your parents in ping pong and beat them because that's always fun winning uh play games watch some good movies or shows you've been wanting to watch that you can't watch during the school year what's on your list of things to watch um let's see i want to finish all the gilmore girls finish one tree hill um i did finish criminal minds that is not a show for everyone if you're scared easily or don't like any gore don't watch that if you don't like any of that stuff, watch it if you don't mind it. Um, I finished 12 seasons of that. So I felt very accomplished. And I've also introduced you recently to the OC. Oh, yes. We just got introduced to that yesterday. And it is quite a good show. I like it. Yeah. Kind of the modern version of uh, Beverly Hills 90210. That would be correct. What's your favorite movie that you've watched during uh, the hiatus here? Um, I'm not really sure. I kind of like TV shows better because, you know, you can watch them more. Um, I don't really have a favorite movie. Okay. And how are you keeping in touch with your friends? Oh, my goodness. I am texting them. I am texting them through Instagram. I am texting them through messages. Um, I don't have Snapchat, so I'm not texting through that. I also don't have Facebook or Twitter, so can't text them through those either. Or TikTok. Oh, yeah, no, we don't do that. Maybe a family TikTok sometime soon with our dog. That'd be fun. We should do that. Okay. I could be talked into that. Yeah, that, w- that would be a lot of fun, family bonding, when you had to do all those weird TikToks with all the dancing. Okay, we have been doing two walks per day to the park with our dog as we social distance. So that's been good. Yeah, that's our two times we get out of the house per day. Really don't leave the house otherwise. And we did get uh, Starbucks via drive through uh, a few days ago when we had to go pick up some medicine for our dog. And that was like the first time I had Starbucks in weeks. So uh, It's like two weeks. That's a long time for it me. It's not that long. I go several weeks. I could go a month or two without Starbucks. I mean, it wouldn't be a great month or two, but, you know, I could do it. Okay. And you have been also uh, dining on a afternoon diet of 
red vines licorice? Oh, yes. Um, we decided, actually, I did not decide. I was at golf practice, and my co-host over here showed up one day and told me that he had gone to go buy a five-and-a-half-pound thing of red vines from Costco. So we have a little less than five-and-a-half pounds now because we've eaten quite a lot of red vines. But we have a lot of red vines now for our quarantine days. Now, one of the other things that daddy prepared for you is the daddy curriculum why don't you tell our audience what the daddy curriculum has consisted of so far well basically for any parents out there that are thinking about doing this just be prepared for similar reactions of oh my gosh because it is not the most interesting fun thing it's just basic things. These are life skills that you'll take with you forever. But life skills aren't always the most fun thing to learn. I mean, I've learned about stocks, which I already kind of knew about. You buy when they're low and you sell when they're high. And I've learned about mortgages and I learned how to replace an air filter, which apparently I'm too short to do because I cannot reach the air filter. It's called a ladder. Okay, but I still don't know if I could reach it. But we can try. And yeah, so far that's all. You learned how to manage a credit card and that that $3 Starbucks could become a $30 Starbucks if you don't pay your credit card balance every month, right? I am perfectly aware of that. So you're going to pay your balance every month? Oh, that would be correct. I do not want to pay any more money than I have to. And what are you going to be doing in the future to earn a living to help pay down that credit card? Um, I will have a job. I'm still figuring out what that will be. What are the candidates for a job for you? Um, a job in education, so like teaching. Um, no, but I mean like a summer job while you're a teen oh, or well, you're I'm in college. Teen. I thought you meant like no, no, after I graduate. No. Um, I mean, I could do pet sitting. I could do babysitting. I could do any of those. I could do car washing. I've done that before. I did car detailing at one point. Raise a lot of money from that. I mean, any kid out there that wants to raise, like, I mean, I made like twenty or thirty dollars. Yeah, per but car. now we're social distancing. Well, okay, yeah. Well, I mean, currently you really can't have a job right now because no one's working. I think you should get a, a job as an operator, a customer service representative, working for one of the uh, large retailers. You can earn some money doing that. What do you think? Um. Um, maybe. <laughs> I'll take that as a no. And I'm kidding. Your main focus right now is your schoolwork and keeping up with that, even though your school isn't offering an online curriculum yet, but hopefully well, they will mean, be soon. To be fair, my specific school district, which will be left unnamed, um, has not yet developed our school stuff yet. So we've been out of school for two weeks. But given this past week was actually supposed to be my normal spring break. So, I mean, we weren't supposed to do anything to begin with this week. So hopefully this upcoming week, you'll be set up with an online curriculum. You already have a Chromebook. You have access to the Internet. So you're all set up. Hopefully the other people at your school who don't have access to the Internet, and I think everyone has a Chromebook, then they can learn online as well. That would be correct. Are you missing golf? Yes. What are you missing about it? 
um, I am missing actually having something to do like that I can look forward to because I just think when you're in high school, you should definitely have some sort of after school activity, whether it is being a part of a club like a speech and debate club or a volunteer club. Like we have a club called Key Club at my school and you basically just set up different things where you just go volunteer and help people or if it's a sport like soccer, which I did or golf, or football even. Um, You should just definitely have something, because I just think that kind of keeps you on track. Because it gives you more incentive to get good grades and stuff, because, especially in my school, they are very strict about, if you're failing a class, you're suspended from the team, and you have to get help. Like a tutor and stuff. The big question that Dad wants to know is, will you play on the golf team in the future? Most likely. Okay, and you're wearing your... We have matching uh, Westview Girls Golf. Which you're not wearing, but you know... I'm not wearing it right now, but I've been wearing it before. I wore it yesterday. fine. You don't want to wear your golf hoodie and match with me. I mean, it's fine. Okay, any other advice for the teens who are listening to this or elementary school students who are listening to this and... Well, okay. Any, Any student listening to this... Because, look, here's the other thing. There's a lot of college kids that are home right now. They thought they were off and free and away from their parents at college, and now they're back under the roof of their parent. Wow, that's got to be tough. What advice do you have for students out there other than try not to lose lots of games of ping pong to your father? Um, I would just say, I mean, I know a lot of kids are probably going to go a little crazy, or even their parents are probably going to go crazy after being together like 24 7 for who knows how long are you sick of me yet um i'm kidding (laughs) kind of (laughs) i'm kidding (laughs) i guess you'll be playing ping pong against the wall Uh, no i like playing ping pong okay so what's your advice for the students i guess my advice would just be like make sure while you're spending time, like quality time with your family, because I know during like the regular school year, you're probably not going to get to do that very often, but just like spend quality time with your family, but also make sure that they know to like give you space at some point so that you don't go completely insane. Have I given you space? Yeah. I've been doing a lot of research and you've given me space to do my research. And you've been watching some shows on TV and hanging out with your dog. Oh, yeah. I gave my dog a shower today. It's an interesting story. He does not like showers. Okay. Uh, Any other parting notes? Uh, Shows that people should be watching on TV? Games that people should be playing while they're at home? I have Netflix show recommendations. You should definitely watch, especially if you're like my age, like 15-ish. You definitely watch the show All American. It looks like a football show. It is more than a football show. Um, yeah, I think it has three seasons right now. Maybe two. Three? I think it's three. Probably two, two or three. Um, you should watch the show On My Block. I think they just came out with a third season. Um, and The Umbrella Academy. There's a lot of shows on Netflix. You should just browse it. Okay, any other movies, uh, any music you're listening to, Dua Lipa? Yeah, we were listening to her yesterday. I mean, we kind of listen to everything, though. Like, we don't really stick with a specific genre. 
The other thing is we have a Peloton at home. Both of us got a ride in today. So Sophia is doing a good job exercising and I'm exercising as well. I posted a video on the Sports Business Radio Instagram feed if you want to see our, our setup at home. But uh, exercising at home is important. Wait, did I get credit for that? No, you didn't because I didn't want everyone to have your Instagram handle. That's a public domain. Oh. Any other advice for our audience? Not really. I mean, I kind of gave all my good advice. And then uh, the other thing you did this week is you made a delicious pot of matzo ball soup. Yes, I did. It was the number one matzo ball soup. My matzo ball soup cannot be topped by anyone. It is the best matzo ball soup. You should definitely try it. So cooking at home is another thing people can do, right? Cooking and baking. I mean, you definitely want to maybe like not go completely crazy because if you want to actually be able to have food, if this lasts for a long time, then don't go completely insane. But like make, like maybe try to make like one thing every day. Okay. What is the number one thing that you like baking? Oh my goodness. I like baking a lot of things. Um, Number one, like big thing or like number one, like easy, fun thing. Either one. Okay, well, I guess I have, like, two. I really like the big thing is that I like making are either cinnamon rolls, like, you know, like the good from scratch kind. Like, so cinnamon rolls, I guess, and simple, are actually, a lot of them are made out of pizza dough. So you could go and order pizza dough or look up how to make your own pizza dough and make that, then let it, like, wait for a little bit. And then you can make your own cinnamon rolls just by putting, like, cinnamon sugar and butter on them. So that's one of my things. My other big thing are um, caramel or butterscotch brownies. And then my easy thing is um, a microwave brownie. So that is super easy. You can look it up. You just make it in a mug. You just put all the ingredients that you need in the mug. And you put it in the microwave for a couple minutes. And then you have a brownie. So, yeah. Sounds good. I want to have you bake... Uh, something really soon because that all sounds yummy. The matzo ball soup you made this week was outstanding. And uh, Sophia Berger, thanks for joining us on Sports Business Radio. You're so welcome. And uh, good luck surviving the quarantine with your parents. Oh, thank you. I'm going to need it. Well, that's it for this edition of Sports Business Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to our show staff, Brian Griggs and Josh Blank. Thanks to our friends at Boingo Wireless for powering our sports business radio roadshow. Follow them online at boingo.com or on Twitter at Boingo. For Brian Griggs, I'm Brian Berger. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon right here on Sports Business Radio. This and every SBR podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and your favorite listening app. Follow Sports Business Radio on Facebook, Twitter at SB Radio, Instagram at Sports Business Radio, and online at sportsbusinessradio.com.